Hello ninjas and ninjas, welcome back to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Yes, we have returned after some time off this summer and we're back with a bang. In this episode, I'm joined by Dale Davies, the head of digital strategy at Exposure Ninja, and he's going to be taking us through um, Google's massive game-changing um, updates around uh, Medic and also the birthday update, which are all focused on something called EAT, Expertise, Authority and Trust. Now, EAT is not a small thing. This is a complete shift in how Google recognizes and rewards authority. And we've seen sites completely destroyed by EAT and other sites that have been completely transformed and had massive uh, improvements in ranking and organic traffic as a result of this stuff. So it's really important, possibly the most important thing that you can do if you're working on the SEO of your site or any of your client sites is to get to grips with EAT right now. So Dale's going to take us and show us um, behind the scenes of some sites that have been hammered by EAT and also explain how you can benefit from EAT, give you a checklist that you can follow to apply to your own website. So this topic is something that Dale actually covered in our Dominate 2019 live event, which we hosted in London at the end of October. Uh, it was a fantastic day. The average feedback score was 9.5. That's 9.5 out of 10, not 9.5 out of 100. Uh, really great to meet so many of the podcast listeners and, and clients and fans of Exposure Ninja um, that we've seen your names before but haven't actually put a face to the name and a, a chance for you guys to do the same with us as well so really good fun if you're interested in having a look at the recordings for dominate 2019 and the purpose of the day was to show you some digital marketing stuff which has completely transformed and game changed in in 2018 so that you can then apply it and put together a prioritized digital plan for your marketing in 2019 if you're interested in the live recordings um the uh, the day was professionally recorded so if you go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash dominate, you can have a look at the recordings there. Um, really good day though, and uh, yeah, feedback was fantastic. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Dale Davies from Exposure Ninja. And uh, you'll also want to check out the show notes for this episode over at ExposureNinja.com forward slash podcast as Dale has prepared a beautiful EAT checklist that you can follow. So enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Dale. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my best Silla Black impersonation. Who are you? Where do you come from? And what do you do at Exposure Ninja? Wait, hang on. Is this a test? <laughs> no, this is the podcast. Okay. Fantastic. It's now back and more informal than ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I'm Dale and I'm the digital strategy manager working with you at Exposure Ninja. Cool. So we're going to be talking today about EAT and Google Medic update. And one of the things that you do at Exposure Ninja is you dive deep into SEO campaigns that need a bit of extra help or need a bit of extra research or something like that, don't you? So maybe you could give us a bit of a big picture. What do people mean when they talk about this EAT thing and why is it important for SEO? Well, anybody who pays any attention to SEO has probably seen EAT come up as much as the acronym SEO in the last few months. It's become, you know, part and parcel of what SEO is. Um, uh, and the, the main reason as of late has been because several of the algorithm updates which have occurred have been because of EAT or what we believe to be attributed to EAT. Uh, so there's been a few big ones. There's been some turbulence in the last kind of month or so. 
But there was a huge update back in uh, August, which has been dubbed the medic update, which was predominantly, we believe, related to EAT. Uh, and another one back in Mar uh, March, April time, which was predominantly EAT related as well. Um, so what do I mean by EAT? So EAT is um, expertise, authority and trust. This is a, a term created by Google and their search team. Um, when they make changes to the algorithm, such as these big updates, uh, they just have a bunch of like quality assessors go through and just double check to see if it works. And EAT is one of the things that they're asking these quality assessors to look for. So how do you judge, how, how does, uh, let's look at it another way. How does Google and how do these quality assessors measure EAT? What are some of the things that are looking for in a website that is strong in EAT? Okay. Um, well, in the guidelines which uh, Google has produced, so they're publicly available. Anybody can go and get them, and I'm sure we can link them in the show notes as well. Um, they're asking the search, but they're called search raters, and they're essentially search quality uh, quality assessors. These search raters are told to do physical checks or you know human checks in the same way that you or I might do if we were doing um, checks of a company or a product before we purchased it. So in the same way that the listeners uh, may you know, do some reviews for maybe a mortgage provider or fridge freezer before they buy it. They're asking Google's raters to do the same types of searches. Can you go and double check and back up that the person or the business offering this service or product is trustworthy? So going back to the acronym of EAT, expertise, authority, and trust. Can you find out there on the internet any display of their this person or their business, the expertise they have in their field. So if you're a lawyer, can that lawyer demonstrate their expertise on their website and are other people suggesting that they're an expert as well? If it was a plumber, can they demonstrate that they're an authoritative plumber in their local vicinity? Um, and are they trustworthy? Again, on the site, off the website, um, do they display why they should be trusted? And are other people saying that they're trustworthy as well? And again, the search raters, they're told to go and look for these um, kind of signals, let's call them, such as you know, review websites. Go look for these signals across the web to see if you can make the kinds of um, opinion of somebody's expertise, authority, and trust in the same way that you would do in the high street. You would look at a, you know, you would speak to somebody um, in a showroom who's demonstrating a new TV to you. They would, you know, you would build up a trust factor with that salesperson. The guidelines do the same. They're saying do an internet search or look on other websites apart from the business's website and see if you can determine EAT that way. So what you're saying is Google's algorithms are already looking at this stuff. They're already doing their background research on the people behind the business and the business and whoever writes for the website. And what we need to do as as website owners is basically show the algorithm, just like we'd be showing a, a normal visitor, the signs that we are we have expertise, authority and trust um, in the topic that we're talking about, right? Absolutely. Um, if you imagine that there's been like a big meme for like 20 years of people saying, you know, when you feel ill, you type something into Google and a certain website like web, web 
MD or whatever it's called, it says you've got cancer. You know, everything, there's just this big joke that everything says you have cancer. And Google as a service provider, they're basically afraid that people are getting uh, misinformation and, you know, they're getting bad advice from the wrong people. So what Google's algorithm is attempting to do or what Google are trying to do with their algorithm is make it like a person. They want it to be able to do the verification that a person would do so that when people search who may not do those types of verification checks, um, may not be uh, trained in the off offline world to do checks of a, a GP or a doctor before you go to them, um, it's trying to make the algorithm do those kind of checks for you. So let's presume that um, the algorithm is doing that. We need to make sure that it can find all of those signals um, to build up trust. And again, that comes back to just making sure your website displays that. It, um, you have to be able to show that you are trustworthy, that you are an expert in your field. And there are a number of ways in which you can do that. Um, a lot of, again, you have to kind of think of what would a person what would you, in their shoes, how would they behave? What kind of checks would they do? And then make sure that your website or off-site performances, so you know, web, review websites or and, and so on, they have the information that you or I would search for as well. So let's say with a plumber, they have to have certain qualifications or be registered in um, your country. In the UK, I believe there's like a gas um the gas, gas safe register. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, the gas safe. So again, you have to just show that you are trustworthy and put those kinds of verification methods on your website. The same for if I was an architect or a lawyer or you know any professional field where you would want to make sure that the information coming top of Google is trustworthy. I want to ask you in a second about who's impacted by this stuff. Um, but before that, just so people get the importance of this, what from the sites that you've studied, and I know you've probably studied as, as many sites as anyone about about the impacts of this EAT, what's the difference in some of their performance over the period of time when these EAT roll out? So like, what has it actually meant for some websites, either getting EAT right or getting it wrong? Um, what is meant for a lot of websites who got it wrong when it comes to EAT has been kind of a, a big disaster. We're talking like um, businesses, revenue just lost. There was um, a big one of the biggest websites that's been discussed that's been affected by a lack of EAT or has been marked by Google to be untrustworthy or, or selling products which may not be worthy of a person's trust. Uh, is called um, Dr. Axe, um, it's a, a, or D-R-A-X-E.com. It's a, a US-based um, health um, like doctor. I believe he is actually certified as a doctor or at least a nutritionist. Um, he sells a lot of um, courses and supplements and stuff like that. And he's actually built, has a huge amount of traffic going through his website, built through exhaustive copy uh, you know, that, that's articles and guides which um have been very well put together um but yeah he he had like a, a lot of traffic going to the website and we're talking you know traffic in the the millions you know on a monthly basis maybe two million people coming through to his website that's dropped into the i think we're looking about 750,000 to 900,000 per month so we're talking like a lot of money sorry a lot of traffic and if you if you think if each 
person that in that traffic total is a potential sale if you're losing millions in terms of traffic you're losing millions in terms of potential revenue as well so I imagine that business has gone through a hell of a lot um, of trouble in this past few months because if you are um, relying on a steady stream of income through that traffic and that traffic suddenly disappears, you know, somebody locks the front door of your office or locks the front door of your shop and they can't get in to purchase purchase your products, then you're quickly going to run out of money, run out of revenue. Um, So for that website and a lot of websites in that niche, um, so... The the main industry hit at uh, this um, medic update. I'm sure you can figure out the name came from. It was mostly medical based websites which were affected. Um, so the health, wellness, all these kind of domains they were affected. And they've they um because of a lack of EAT sometimes on the website, but also through links as well. Links are a huge authority mark, a huge authority signal for uh, for expertise, authority, and trustworthiness. Um, a lot of these domains lost hundreds of thousands, um, millions worth of visits, and they've all lost, as well as that, millions potentially in terms of revenue. So it's not it's highly risky not following through on demonstrating your expertise or your authority uh, in your niche or your industry and your trustworthiness. Because the risk is, as these domains have shown us, these businesses have shown us, is lost revenue, and we're talking a lot of it. It feels a little like um, Panda and Penguin when the explosion had just started. I think maybe Penguin had just come out or something, and we and we were doing a lot of our business at the in the early days was helping companies who had been absolutely decimated by Penguin and needed to look at their digital marketing in a completely different way and it feels like maybe this is we're going to look back on 2018 and and EAT as another one of those huge inflection points in digital marketing where it's no longer enough to just pump your site full of copy actually there has to be authority behind that you have to have trustworthy figures in the business your reputation is is all of a sudden more important than just do you have a massive long 20,000 blog uh, word blog post which is ranking really well for a bunch of medical terms actually if it's telling people the wrong thing it doesn't really matter how well optimized it is you're not going to rank for those terms anymore this yeah, feels like a absolutely. massive shift yeah it's, it's a huge shift it seems that google has figured out a couple of things it's it's figured out perhaps um how to measure trustworthiness or or authority uh, or, or a personal brand's expertise in a subject field or field um, on a more micro level, more granular. Perhaps they be. We believe that they're able to measure um, links, as an example, um, with with more with more precision. Um, they're now taking so many different factors, and we're talking the thousands. Um, uh, another veteran SEO who uh, regularly goes into the the patents that Google puts, you know, through the U.S. Uh, Patents Office. Um, He's compiled a list of all the things that have been signed off by Google as, you know, potentially using the algorithm. We're talking like thousands of different things um, that could potentially be looked at and measured. So whereas before we would look at the strength of a, a backlink or a link, um, now there may be so many other factors taken into account as well, such as the context around um, the link, the context of the publisher, the author in which that link um, is published. Just, just 
so many different things. So it could be, um, and we very much believe it's about, again, the EAT or the other business or brand. Um, but again, also down to the, the author level. Uh, and who's linking into that author. So if I'm uh, a dodgy dealer and I write an article about, uh, you know, like medical advice or even legal advice, and I'm getting links in from a bad source, then it's going to, then Google are going to say, okay, clearly this person doesn't have the authority to write about this subject. So we're not going to rank them. They're also getting dodgy links that don't match. So we have like uh, links from mommy bloggers through to a legal advice piece of content then google's going to say these things don't match with each other uh, there's very little trust in the linking um domain the mommy bloggers there's therefore there's very little um authority in that link to uh, article it's, it's getting very complex again it like you said it seems to be a huge update um I, I came into SEO after Pen, Panda and Penguin, um, and I've heard some great uh, stories from that time. This is the first time since I've been in SEO that I really felt shockwaves go through um, the industry of, of what this could potentially mean. Um, and for a lot of domain owners, it must be very scary. However, there's a lot that can be done on a, a very simple basis, you know, a, very small changes that you can start making on a daily basis that can help prevent any kind of, you know, we can future-proof your website against any further updates to this algorithm or this part of the algorithm. Um, so, for example, if you are worried that you ha don't have a very strong um, EAT uh, score, let's say, you can... I, I would step back and put yourself in the shoes of a, your potential customer and think, right, am I promoting the type of content that I as a customer would want to see? If the content doesn't match what, you, what your, people, uh, your customers are looking for, then it probably doesn't belong on your website. Um, so what one experience for some domains has been that they've been demoted, even though they have fantastic uh, content, because it just didn't match with the rest of the website. So they're writing 200,000 word articles by great authors, great researchers, but it just didn't seem to match the services on offer. So Google said, you're not the right authority for this, so we're going to promote somebody else instead. So just make sure that your content matches your customer base and the search queries that they're going to be doing. So you know, put yourself in your customer's shoes, think, what would I search for? And does my domain and the content I offer match that search intent? Um, then again, promote, you need to show why you're an authority. You can do that through, you know, fr from the moment, from your homepage, you can show all the qualifications you have. You can, um, your about page should list everything about you and why you're an authority or your experience, your qualifications, the kind of stuff that you would tell me if I walked into your office tomorrow. And, and these recommendations that you make, these aren't conjecture, are they? These, these are directly from Google's search quality rater guidelines. Like Google gives us exactly what these search quality raters are supposed to be looking at to measure EAT, I guess. Absolutely. So if we do go on the basis of, Google's engineers make a change to the algorithm and then they send the search quality raters to double check that it works. And it says in their guidelines, check here, check here, look for these signals. It's safe to presume that the algorithm is doing those things. 
So you wouldn't ask somebody to double check something that hasn't already been done. Um, so if we read through the guidelines, and I highly recommend that people do because they're, they're okay, they're about like 160, 180 pages long and they might not sound appetizing to most people. But if you are focused on making your domain, your website a success and a cornerstone of your business and you know, in 2018, every business should have a strong website, doesn't matter what you sell, um, you should take these guidelines in into consideration because as you said, Google is spelling it out for us in these guide in this um, in the pages of the guide. Uh, they're telling you this is what we're checking. Go away and just make sure that your your website matches it. So take it as a checklist. Um, there are examples in there as well, which say these are the types of industries that we're looking at. And whilst it does say there are high, there are some do, um, industries which are under more scrutiny than others. So the medical space, the law space, um, these kind of guidelines should be carried across everybody. At the end of the day, you're expecting somebody is going to trust you enough to give you their time, give you their money, um, give you their, their health, put their health in your hands. Make sure that you're worthy of that trust because at the end of the day, again, it's a risk for those people. And you want to make sure that if you were in their shoes, you wouldn't want to, you know, think twice about putting that, you know, putting your trust in them either. I mean, I guess this ties in with with every Google update. We always say, oh, Google's getting better at judging what a quality business is. So first it was, oh, they've got good content on their site. Then it was, oh, they've got good links, which means they're actually being talked about online. Now it's, oh, they're a genuine authority and they're genuinely reliable. So this is about, I guess, being a good business and showing that you're doing that online. As lame and as kind of boring as that sounds, (laughs) Google's actually just getting more human in how it's ranking and ordering businesses, right? Oh, absolutely. I think uh, it's trying to filter out uh, the snake oil salespeople, you know, the shady SEOs that uh, that people are used to getting emails from saying that, you know, who will give you SEO for 50 quid a month. You know, that that's nonsense. Nobody's going to give you quality anything for 50 quid a month, <laughs> I imagine. So, yeah, it wants to make sure that these kinds of shady people offering shady information and not given a platform in which to promote themselves, not given a platform in which they can, you know, trick people into handing over their money. It's the same as we don't want people knocking on the doors of elderly people trying to scam them into buying, you know, loft insulation that they don't need or, you know, silly things. Well, not silly things. Everybody should have loft insulation, but yeah. You know, if they don't have a to- loft day um, then yeah they should definitely turn them away but let's say <laughs> something else perhaps something they just they're, they're overcharged for and and so and so on these people you know dodgy sales people yeah um yeah we we want to avoid people being put in that situation and google as a service provider at the end of the day they're trying to sell a high quality service just like uh you know starbucks is trying to sell a fantastic service uh, and, and customer experience so you keep going back Google wants you to keep coming back and using Google so you click on the ads and make some money because it's not the search results that really make some money, it's the ads. So the only way to get people to keep coming back is just provide them high quality information the first time around, not the second time they try that search or the third time they try that search, it's the first first click. So the 
websites near the top of the search results should be the best for that search um, search query. I mean, they're not perfect. They're not a human just yet. They can't rate everything perfectly, but they're working there. And if we take 2018 uh, as a bit of a, a highlight of what's to come, then yeah, definitely we all should be focused on just being honest businesses, uh, transparent and just making sure that we're not giving anybody Google as an algorithm or a, a person, a genuine customer, any opportunity to think, no, we shouldn't, I don't really trust these guys. Mm. One of the things that has come out or I, it, it, I feel, feels like to me has become apparent from all the CAT stuff is that at the moment you still see a lot of search terms where the site that's ranking top has kind of accidentally fallen into it or they've been ranking that way for years and, and it doesn't really change. With all of this stuff, you know, listing qualifications of people and making sure you're being featured as a guest expert elsewhere and getting third-party reviews online, are we, or in your opinion, are, are we seeing the death of accidental SEO? Is this something where actually every business has to really focus on their online presence now? Otherwise that ranking isn't just going to happen on its own? Yeah, I, th I think so. I think there are still going to be accidental successes. Um, maybe some people just accidentally put together good websites and some people put accidentally bad websites and they still perform well. Because there are so many factors involved with ranking in the algorithm these days, you know, thousands of different things, um, they might be just doing well off the back of um, perhaps a really good link profile. Perhaps they're just trusted by other people and Google says, hey, if they're trusted by so many people that we trust, then maybe this domain is worth trusting. So there are, there are going to be occasions where the, the search results are just not going to match what we would expect to see. And you, you can see that... Um, post-medic we've seen a lot of corrections since that period um so that update came in the first of august and it was a bit rocky for a few days there there have been updates periodically since then so every two to four weeks um and even some there was one on uh, google's own birthday their 20th birthday there was a big bit of turbulence then uh which kind of corrected some wrongs so a few domains which um were you know they dropped down um, they were restored to their previous position because Google just, again, it's it's an algorithm, it's not a human, so it's going to make mistakes and they just need to correct those mistakes. So there may be some accidental ranking now. Um, I imagine that over the long term, Google is going to correct that. So it's best that domains or business owners, website owners, they, may, they do all they can now to ensure that they future-proof their website just get don't give uh google an opportunity to not rank them you know make sure that google sees that website and says how could there be anybody else that we rank it's so clearly going to be exposure ninja that we rank at the top of this result so for someone listening then who may or may not have been impacted by a google algorithm update this year as a result <laughs> of eat what would you suggest are the, let's say, the top three things that they should be looking at to kind of EAT-proof their business? I know it's not that simple and the <laughs> algorithm's looking at thousands, but if you blank slate, this website needs some help with EAT, what are the first three things that you go to? Okay. I think the first one has to be content quality. I think that if your content doesn't match what I would expect to see as a customer, then 
Google is probably thinking the same. So you have to make sure that you're matching the search intent. So if you're not familiar with keyword intent, that's basically where am I in the sales funnel? If I'm at the beginning, I'm probably doing some informational search. I'm looking for the options and you know, maybe fine tuning that by adding in a few prefixes or suffixes or words at the front of the end which say, okay, originally I was looking for backpack. I might then be looking for a laptop backpack or a laptop backpack in a certain color. Um, and and then later down the sales funnel, there'll be more transactional intent by this product. Or you know, if we're not talking about um, purchasing a product, let's say the services or something like that, it might be you know, um, dental law as an example. You have to make sure the content matches what they're looking for. So it can't be too general. It should be more specific and make sure that your website has some content which matches each part of that. And that's how you're going to establish a bit of authority because you have some content that says, we know pretty much every question you're going to ask and we have all the answers. And they've all been verified as well because I, as an expert, have either written them or the person who wrote them for me. So let's say you do have some researchers and writers who write on your behalf, you have verified that content and you say so at the top and say, yeah, here's the author, but I verified it as, as um, uh, a lawyer, solicitor, I approve of this content. So yeah, that would be my first point. Just take care of your content, map it to the search intent and just make sure that it is highly authoritative, better than anybody else's content out there because then Google's got no option because you're clearly best. Um, the second thing I would do would be to focus on what people are saying about my business. Um, so I would promote the customer reviews, testimonials that I gather. I promote them on my website so that if I another customer comes through, they look at those and see, okay, these guys seem to be trusted. So, okay, I trust them as well. Um, because perhaps, Tim, if I was to ask you for uh, a good Italian restaurant um, where you live, you you might know. But Perhaps if I was to ask a friend of yours who was like a big foodie, they would be like they would have the best, quietest, the, the, you know, the best possible Italian food restaurant I could, you know, I could go to. Um, so you're going to trust some people more than others. Uh, yeah. You're going to if you go to the right places, if you go to you know, websites where reviews are all on there, you can kind of gain some trust in a business because it's more trustworthy uh, than than some others. So do um, produce and uh, put testimonials and reviews on your own website, but um, make sure that other people are talking well about you as well. So uh, go to Google My Business, register your business on there and make sure people are talking about you, but also speak to other people in your industry perhaps and see if they will be willing to talk about you as well. Um, if I was in the lawyer space, if there was um, uh, a lawyer society in my region or something like that, I'd want to make sure that people are talking well about me there as well. So see what you can do to kind of promote your authority there too. And that'll then help with uh, trustworthiness. And you can reach out to your customers and ask them for their, for their, uh, reviews and testimonials tomorrow fire up your email uh, account blanket email everybody you know and just say hey would you mind reviewing my website uh sorry reviewing my business um after they've had a sale not just anybody but people who sold uh, a product or service to and then put down your website link them through to your google my business page or Trustpilot or those kind of trusted review websites get people talking about your business because sentiment really, really helps. Not only me as a person, I'm going to trust all these people, but um, Google's looking at that 
as well and looking at that and saying okay who's talking about who should we trust these people uh what's the sentiment like is it good is it bad okay we'll take that into account and then the third thing um i would yes think long long and hard about the types of backlinks i'm creating so i find it hard to believe that any website is going to have any success without backlinks um, a lot of people talk about content is pretty much the only thing you need to worry about in this day and age. The algorithm is so smart. It can analyze text and text sentiments and that kind of stuff. Yeah, probably can. In fact, I, I definitely agree. But it's not just that. There's no way. Um, 20 years of, of algorithm science makes me think that links are still heavily involved with establishing EAT. Um, so Again, getting the right links from the right people, getting them from people in your industry, getting them from other people who are trusted by Google. Uh, if a, another website in your industry, let's say uh, you are an electronics e-commerce store, if you have other people in electronic space linking to you who are also authoritative, they're ranking top for their types of search terms. Let's say if I was to search for um, reviews of a laptop and a certain website came up as a you know, like the wire cutter, which is a US based um, a website which does like um, product reviews. They're highly trusted by Google and Google ranks them high all the time. A link from them to my business says, wow, Google's going to look at that and say, okay, if this review company loves the, this um, brand, then we should love that as well. So focus on getting highly trustworthy links from highly trustworthy people, not just any link. The day of like, Getting as many links as possible is over and has been for years. It's all about the quality of link, not the quantity. Um, so that would definitely be the third thing I work on. Um, and again, these don't have to be websites that have a lot of traffic, just the right kind of traffic. Mm. You know, a small publisher can have like a you know 500 people reading their website every week. It's not many people in comparison to some publishers, but they might be an authority in that space. They might only write about one specific brand of laptops but they might be the best person uh writing about that and and you would definitely want to link from them uh instead of aiming for the next web or you know any of these big publishers that's awesome i remember the um in on our uh, session our workshop session dominate 2019 that we had last week you showed and you mentioned it there at the start about how that medical site i can't remember if it was um, a site like prevention.com I know it wasn't them because they were mm -hmm. hammered by many but one of those and what they'd done is they'd gone back through their content and the content that wasn't attributed to someone with medical expertise they had a little picture of a, a, a medical doctor at the top and they said edited by and then they had a link to his profile and his qualifications and all of that is that as close as we can get to a shortcut and i'm really hesitant about using that word but i know the <laughs> listeners thinking shortcut shortcut is that as close as we can get to a shortcut hack again i hate that word but <laughs> a shortcut hack to get this eat stuff and medic stuff done in a not a, a quick, an efficient way, let's say. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a signal that helps. So if Google is looking at your content, they want to make sure that the people writing the content are trustworthy. And yeah, it can be a really quick fix to add that stuff in. Um, I'll get to, I'll get to something else in just a second related. Um, 
it can be really quickly done. So you can go through your website and have it audited by yourself. So you can sit there and go through, or you can have somebody else within your company who is also an expert um, in your industry can go through and verify all of the information that's been written before, maybe by a previous uh, employee you had who wrote all of your content, perhaps a previous agency who wrote all of your content. You can sit through, or this person can sit through and just go through, verify it all, add the name in and link through to a biography of that person and why they should be trusted. So uh, we've been recommending, and we recommended a Dominate 2019 um, the other day. I, if you couldn't make it, I highly recommend downloading the videos for that if you can. I believe they're going to be released shortly. Um, yeah, you should link to your authors, give them a, a platform and promote them and show the world why they should be trusted. That can be on your about page or individual biography pages. But you can just quickly add that link in and Google's going to pick up on it uh, and attribute that work to that person or you know, use it as a signal as this is a trustworthy piece of content. And again, that's a quick fix. I don't think it's going to give quick results because we've seen with uh, these updates, especially around EAT, um, they tend to sometimes take a long time to actually deliver. Um, so we, um, a, not a colleague of mine, but somebody else in the industry, she regularly works in EAT, Marie Haynes. She's been on the podcast before. Uh, she's an absolute pro when it comes to EAT. Um, and she's shown case studies of her clients where they made EAT recommendations earlier in the year and they didn't get the overnight results that you know everybody kind of wishes for, but in the SEO, they rarely actually happen. Um, but she saw that eventually when the updates do come through, because they're generally these core updates, they're called, where they update the core of the algorithm, they tend to just pick up some traffic, pick up some ranking around about that time instead of... Whereas before you could add in a few links and then you know, a few weeks later we'd see the results. With these kind of things with EAT, it tends to be a bit more spread out. So again, I would make some changes today and they're very quickly done, but don't be too surprised or too concerned if they don't just turn around your ranking overnight. They may do. There have been examples of websites who have fixed their EAT and they have seen an, an increase in the weeks and the, the three months that follow. But just don't be too surprised if it, it takes a little while for the next big update to come along. Awesome. Okay, we're going to start wrapping up uh, shortly. But um, I mean, one one issue I've got, and it's it's something that I again I imagine is going through the the mind of the listener is when we when penguin happened a lot of questions were asked around this this all sounds like a hell of a lot of work it sounds really painful and i think <laughs> what you're saying is that there isn't much of a shortcut what do you say to the person who's just kind of hoping that all this eat crap is just going to blow over <laughs> and uh, you know fiverr seo is going to come back or you know whatever i would say um Reach out to those people who are still hoping for Penguin to blow over. Uh, <laughs> ask them if they're still waiting for Panda to blow over and see how the websites are performing now. I imagine that many of those website owners probably eventually kind of turned on to the idea that Panda was here to stay and Penguin is here to stay. If Google's publishing this stuff in their guidelines and it's freely available, I can hardly imagine they're going to just flick the switch and, and stop measuring this stuff. So, EAT is here to stay. It's probably been around for a lot longer than they've been documenting it. Um, so it's nice of them to finally tell us. Uh, but I imagine that like a lot of um, 
a lot of people in the SEO world are fairly safe from this stuff anyway, because I mean, the recommendations we make as an SEO uh, agency have been, you know, they've ticked all the boxes for as long as I've been around uh, Exposure Ninja. It's all high quality content. We display as much as we can about the business, the business owner, and it all works. So we've seen in our own campaigns, it works. We've seen from the campaigns of other people who are strongly invested in EAT, it works for them as well. Uh, it's here to stay. So if you do invest in, in improving your website, and I mean this from improving the customer experience of your website, um, it's gonna it's gonna return itself. Um, uh, re- the investment you make is definitely gonna be returned. Uh, and again, you if you don't do it, you risk being left behind because there are other agencies, sorry, other companies who will be making these kinds of uh, improvements to their copy. You know, you, there might be competitors in your space. You know, you saw a ranking improvements during the medic update. Your competitors were hit really hard. They might be working on EAT right now, and the next core update comes along. They might surge, and you might get left behind if you don't continue the good work you've been doing or make improvements on that. Um, so, I think it's it's part and parcel of SEO now, uh, and probably has been for a while. At least for us, we've been working on good quality content for a while. Um, yeah, it needs to be part of your strategy going forward. Awesome. Dale, this has been really, really fascinating. Just like your 10 out of 10 rated D19 talk. <laughs> um, we're going to link to, you've got a fantastic D, uh, fantastic EAT slash medic checklist, haven't you? Which we'll link to in the show notes. So if people want to go and get those, you can go to explosioninja.com forward slash podcast. Dale, anything to add before we wrap up? Uh, no, pretty much just, yeah, if you are interested in EAT, there's a What is EAT blog post that came out just recently. Uh, I'd highly recommend reading it. If you are interested in how EAT has affected um, websites in the medic space, but also broader, then uh, my What is the Medic Update blog post will also include in the notes too. So please do go read that if you're, you know, if you're into algorithms. Um, and yeah, the checklist, I'd highly recommend it. Just sit down with it tomorrow and just see how many items you can get through. It's not long. It's not complicated. Anybody can do it. Um, just try and see if you can tick off as many of those tomorrow, if not at least one a day for the next 30 days. And you'll be one step closer to being more optimized for EAT than probably most of your competition. So definitely would recommend downloading that. Thank you so much for your time, Dale. And as always, so grateful for your wisdom. My absolute pleasure.